This episode is proudly brought to you by the Inverell Shire Council. So if you're travelling in New South Wales and heading to this region, there are some great tips about what to see. Merry Christmas and welcome to episode 16, the last for 2019. Thanks for listening in our first six months. We've really appreciated your support. It has been great fun. And on behalf of our small production team, our partners and sponsors, we hope you have a great Christmas and New Year. And we look forward to bringing you even more in 2020. Now let's get on the road. Well, I'd like to welcome to the Adventures on the Road podcast, Peter Caddy, who's the Manager for Tourism and Marketing for the Inverell Shire. Good morning, Peter. G'day, mate. How are you going? Look really well. I'm thinking of coming to Inverell. I want to know, what's the go? Oh, mate, we've got something that can keep you occupied for days and days and days. You won't be able to leave the place. You're going to be so interested. Oh, okay. So I need to stay more than one night, obviously, then, by the sounds of this. Absolutely, 100%, mate. We've got some fantastic attractions for you to go and have a look at, some wonderful nature options as well, perfect and incredible boutique shopping, a wonderful amount of history, you name it, we've got it here, and you are going to love it and not want to leave. All right. Now, I believe there's a Pioneer Village? Certainly is, big Pioneer Village, yes. We've got some magnificent buildings over there. It is an authentic village in that all the buildings on site have been uh, relocated to create the village. Nothing's actually been built on site. And over the years, any repairs that have needed to be done to any of those buildings, they've actually gone and sourced the materials from the area where those buildings were originally. So uh, it it really does uh, keep it uh, as authentic as possible. How many buildings, how, how, how big an area does it cover? Look, it's a massive area. You've got about uh, 24 buildings over there, including the uh, Nullamatta Church. You've got the Grove Homestead, uh, the old Oakwood Hall. Uh, There's the RSL Museum over there as well. The old railway station has been relocated from where it was in town. It's been taken over there, set up with a bit of uh, railway track and all sorts of stuff out the front of that as well. There's some magnificent photographic displays over there. We had a gentleman by the name of George Devine and he has just got some of the most incredible images from way back through history, and there's a massive exhibition of those over there as well. So really, you know, you can do it quite quickly if you want to, but uh, you could spend half or even a full day over there just uh, taking uh, in the, the pioneering past of the area. All right. Now, you've also got a National Transport Museum. One of the biggest on the eastern seaboard, yes, 4,000 square metres of cars, buses, bikes, trucks, you name it, they've got it over there. Some magnificent uh, exhibitions, over 120 vehicle exhibits. Now, they range from vintage, veteran, classic and motorcycle. They actually have some vehicles which pretty much aren't anywhere else. There's actually one which is a 1906 Dayton, which is believed to be the only one left in the world. They've also got a 1912 Renault, plenty of others, so you name it. There's something over there. They've even got a couple of ultralights hanging from the roof and uh, also part of the original Sydney monorail which uh, is, is now on site there as well with part of the tracks. It'd be nice if they could get it to go for a bit of a ride right around the area, but it doesn't quite work like that. It is a static display, but it's fantastic to have it at the entranceway to the museum as well. Okay, so between the Pioneer Village and the National Transport Museum, you can certainly get a good feel of the, the past. What else is there to see that's new and interesting in the area? If you head out to New England wood turning, he's just out near the airport, as a matter of fact. Now, he's a master wood turner, and he makes authentic Australian didgeridoos, including some quite unique ones, which are called odgeridoos because of their shape. 
Now, he's not actually uh, an Aboriginal man, but he can play them properly with a whole circular breathing that, uh, that they use. And he's got a workshop and a gallery out there. You know, there's no pressure for people to buy anything if they don't want to. They can just go out and have a, a bit of a wander through. Uh, he caters for coach groups and all that sort of stuff as well. And he's recently got into making sculptures out of recycled metal and uh, bits and pieces. So he's actually got quite the sculpture garden happening out there. He's got a fantastic replica of uh, some of the vehicles out of Mad Max out there as well that he's, that he's done. He's a very, very talented man and uh, wonderful to go and visit and, and chat to as well because he could chat the leg off an iron post, so there's no problem with that. So you can certainly head out there. You've also got Olives of Bolio, which is a working olive grove. Have a wander through there, do some free taste testing. And all the produce, of course, is, uh, is locally sourced and, uh, and made out there. You really need to have a visit to Copeton Dam as well. Uh, it's three times the size of Sydney Harbour, a massive body of water, and uh, really is a magnificent place just to go out and uh, set yourself up, camp out there, enjoy the, uh, the beautiful, pristine area that it is, chuck a couple of lines into the water and see how you go with the fishing. Um, it really is just absolutely magnificent out there. And, of course, Inverell is most famous for the deep blue sapphires, so you can still come around and, uh, and do some fossicking out there, and there's plenty of places for you to go and do that try your luck and, uh, and maybe get to take a, a beautiful piece of Inverell home with you as well. I'm getting the feeling that there's a lot to see and do. Do you get people coming and visiting Inverell more than once? Oh, absolutely, especially uh, for the Foster King and also for going out to visit the dam, two of our, uh, our main purposes for coming. A lot of people are coming around and doing a fair bit of family history these days as well, which is really nice because we've got some fantastic uh, records available for people to, uh, to do that research when they come here. We find a lot of them come back uh, time and time again. Obviously, if we're travelling with our caravan or our, our camper trailer or camping, you've got facilities there in Inverell for us? Most certainly. If you want to stay in town, we have three beautiful caravan parks, one just on the river, very close to the main part of town, so you can set yourself up, and it's a, you know, a short 500-metre walk into the main CBD area, so you can certainly pull yourself up there. We have uh, two other beautiful caravan parks as well, all with wonderful facilities and certainly something to suit everybody. If you want to be out of town and somewhere near the water, you can certainly go out and camp at Copeton. There's uh, three sides of the dam. You have some primitive camping on the eastern side. You have the beautiful northern foreshore state recreation area, and uh, you also have the uh, Reflections Holiday Park as well. So depending on where you want to be positioned, uh, the amount of facilities that you may like to have uh, available to you, and if you want uh, some you know, sporting facilities and that sort of gear, that really determines as to what part of the, the dam you would go and, uh, and camp at. And there's uh, pr- plenty of other places that you can pull up and, uh, and have a, a stop and, uh, and, and enjoy a wonderful couple of days. Some beautiful national parks like Keamble National Park. We have that up to the north of Inverell. Also, uh, the uh, National Park, Kings Plains National Park, out towards the east of town as well. So, look, no matter what type of experience you're after, we can certainly do something to sort that out for you. Now, Pete, you and I know each other from uh, being at the caravan and camping shows. Now, you know I enjoy my food. You know I love my food. <laughs> I, would, I would never have picked that. I would never have picked that. <laughs> okay. Am I going to be looked after from, from the food side of things in town? better believe it, mate, no matter what sort of tucker you're after. And we were very multicultural around here. So uh, from just your normal Aussie food that uh, you can enjoy everywhere, your pub feeds, also uh, the bistro and that sort of stuff at the RSM Club and uh, Sporties, which used to be the Inverellis Bowling Club. We've got some wonderful restaurants for you to enjoy. And uh, also, uh, if, you, if you're 
wanting something a bit more exotic. We've got plenty of uh, Indian restaurants here. We've got a beautiful Thai restaurant, Chinese restaurants. Uh, you name it, there's something that will suit everybody. We've got magnificent cafes. You can just go and have yourself a, a cup and a, and a cake or a slice. Beautiful places to stop and uh, have yourself a, a nice little brekkie out in the sun sitting on the deck. But no matter what type of tucker you are chasing, we can certainly sort that out for you as well because there's something to suit everybody's tastes. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot here. I'm going to ask you, how would you sum up Inverell if you could only use one word? Unspoiled. I'd say that because it really is, uh, whilst Inverell has certainly well and truly progressed over the years, and there is something for everybody, we're still not a, a giant metropolitan area. We still have that beautiful country hospitality and that wonderful friendly feel. So that's why, yeah, I, look, I would, I would say unspoiled. All right. Sounds like we need to come and visit. Pete, been great chatting with you. I think we need to catch up and have another couple of chats because I'd like to talk to you a little bit more in coming episodes about Fossicking and Copeton Dam. Mate, I would be delighted. All right. Catch you soon, mate. Bye for now. Good on you, Shane. See ya. Well, our next guest on Adventures on the Road podcast, or should I say guests, are going to be a family that's going to be doing the big lap around the country. We're talking with Nikki and Steve. G'day, Nikki. G'day, Steve. Hello. Hi, how are you going? Good. Okay, so you guys are planning on doing a big lap of Australia in a caravan with your two kids. First of all, how did the idea of doing this trip come about? Uh, probably about a year ago. Uh, well, even before that, we'd talked about it, but about a year ago, we pretty much had a an aha moment, and a few things happened within the family. We had a bit of sickness going on, and possible operations, and we just thought, what are we doing? We need to go now. Instead of working, you know, 60, 70 hour weeks all the time, we just thought, you know, let's go. Let's go and do it now while the kids are young. So we decided to sell our property and and head off. I think, I, I think also, like most families, we tend to plant seeds for roses, but forget to smell them. Um, we've got to take a step back in our our life and actually go around and start smelling a few of the roses we did actually plant. So that's half the purpose of getting out there. I like that. That's well said, Steve. I really like that. Eh? All right, so you've been planning it for about a year. Yeah. How are the girls, and tell us a little bit about your girls, their names and their ages and how you think they're going to be with the trip. Um, so we've got Riley, who's eight, and Kenzie, who's six. Camping's not really a new thing. So we've been camping since they were babies. Uh, so they love it. and. They're getting very excited to go. Um, I think the prospect of not having to go to school every day is very exciting to them. I think they um, don't quite know what they're in for at home school, no. But no, they're very excited to get going. So they're, so they're a bit of an outdoor type, are they, Steve? Yeah, mate. Look, they're, they're like I said, they're not girly girls. They're not interested in dolls. They're very much. They definitely like dogs. They, they <laughs> like them, but they're not one to sit down and play dress up. They're more most they're probably... they out climbing trees. Yeah, and... monkeys, sticks and rocks, playing in the dirt, pulling things apart that are not necessarily theirs. So they're, you know, they're very much right beside us, which is good. Oh, that sounds like you could have a lot of fun. You better keep an eye on them when you're camping, mate. You don't want them pulling the van apart on you. <laughs> She's already just started. <laughs> which one has started? Kenzie's <laughs> uh, just been playing with the screwdrivers this morning, so... <laughs> It'd be dismantled before we go. <laughs> All right. So are you guys planning on doing any work along the way? So 
I have a photography, a wedding photography business, which will still be going. We've just scaled it back for while we're traveling. So I've got a photographer and a videographer that work for me. So they're going to be shooting while I'm away and then I'll be editing wherever we are. So I, I work okay. in a FIFO role. So um, I'll be flying in and out from every major capital back to sort of rural uh, Queensland and then catching back up with Nikki. So still keep that part of life going. Fortunately, it can't stop. We've still got to sort of finance our trip. Yep. Um, but at the same time, look, maybe it'd be ideal if we could just stop clean. We could, but we still have a little bit of ambition. We still have. He's got quite a good position within the company that we don't quite want to let go yet, but he has um, accrued quite a lot of holiday pay, so he'll be taking quite a lot of time off as we go around at different places as well. Steve, that gives you a definite advantage to, to other people that do your sort of job. They'll be flying home thinking, well, I've got the lawn to mow and I've got the gutters to clean. And you'll be going, well, I've got to get my banana lounge out and sit back and have a cold one at the campsite with the family. Do you, you know what? I, if, for those that do know me, I'm, I'm very ADHD. So for me to sit still <laughs> is going to be extremely difficult. But yes, I am looking forward to it. We've just stepped out of a nearly a 10-acre block that's been parks and gardens and, and manicured. Um, obviously, in this drought, it's a bit hard, but to a 10-square-metre caravan. Um, the caravan's quite clean, I must say that much. i got to make a note of this because I reckon your caravan will be the cleanest caravan. <laughs> Mate, yes, for sure. I said to him the other day, you need to get used to it being a little bit dirty. He's like, no, no way. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> can I pre-warn you? You're quite well. Your van won't always look as good as it looks on the showroom floor. Oh, no, I cried the first day we picked it up. <laughs> we went down. We were meant to go down Diagular Way, and we didn't. We went through the Glasshouse Mountains Pine Forest, and they put silicon base cleaner on the van to make it look really pretty. Well, by the time we got there, it looked like it had gone through World War VI. <laughs> I bet it doesn't look like that now, though, Nikki, does it? No, no, it's all nice and shiny again. <laughs> I'm going to make a note, and I'm going to ask Steve the question in a few months' time, how clean his van is. It'll be interesting to see what answer we get. It will be. I can do a photo challenge if you like. <laughs> I might hold you to that. <laughs> so do you know roughly, or have you got a rough idea, how long you want to be on the road for? The original plan was about 12 months, um, and then when we sort of sat down and looked at where we sort of want to go, sort of gets longer each time we do it. <laughs> I think we're currently at about 15 months. Yep. But we don't we don't have a set plan, so we're just going to – we've got an idea of where we want to go, and we've sort of mapped a few things out in Wikicamp. Yep. But we, you know, we're just going to see how we go. And then the comment came up, you know, once we've sort of done Australia, maybe we might go and do New Zealand. <laughs> Well, I don't think you'll be doing that inside of 12 months. There's a lot to see in this country. No, no. It'll definitely take longer than, than 12 months. We've, we've definitely come to that conclusion. And that's the beauty of it. If you don't have to rush, you can take your time, and it's amazing what you'll see and find. And sometimes you'll find stuff or places that are, that, that are special and you just want to stay and spend a bit of time there that you didn't even know existed. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so what's the plan for the kids with their education? So originally we were going to do distance education. Yep. Just the concept of someone sending us a box and telling us what to do, <laughs> sending it back seemed quite 
uh, good. Um, but after speaking to quite a few families on the road, uh, we've sort of decided to go down the homeschooling option just to give us a bit more flexibility. Right. Um, so we've organised that. That's all been approved. And we are using an online system called iXL for English and Math. So it's quite automated and it does a little test each week to sort of see where they're up to and then it tells you what to do next. So hopefully it's going to be quite user-friendly and I think it'll just give us that flexibility around, you know, with depending on what we're doing and that sort of thing. Obviously the girls are very excited about it, I would say. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> do they? Do you think they fully realise that even though they're not going to school that there's still going to be schoolwork to do? I think the last few days for them have been a little bit hard because, like, we've, we've obviously got fur babies that we've got friends of ours are looking after, the house selling, uh, a lot of the Christmas parties and school con- school are all coming to the end and it's coming to an end and they've sort of gone from a big bedroom, big backyard to, you know, the front of a friend's house at the moment in a small sort of square metre type bed and it's reality is like this is actually happening. So they're still trying to adjust. As far as the schooling goes for them, um, they're quite looking forward to having um, mum and dad. I think they've called uh, Mickey and Mrs. B and, and <laughs> Mr. B as, as their teachers. Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see how they take that because, as I always say, the, the hardest coach is normally your parent. Um, the best coach is a friend or someone else. So it'll be interesting to see how they take us, fun mum and dad, and also time to, you know, dig in and, and educate ourselves. I think they, um, for a while there, they, they pretty much just thought they weren't going to be doing anything. <laughs> I think they were getting very excited about just not doing anything, but we've sort of been... And then you burst their bubble, didn't you, Nikki? Yeah, well, we've been preempting it a little bit, and when we're doing homework, going, you know, this is what we're going to be doing. <laughs> I've just thought of a question to ask, and that is we, we've talked about the adjustments that are being made by, by uh, Riley and Kenzie. How do you think you guys are going to cope with, as well as being mum, dad, tour director, uh, chief cook, uh, mechanic, how are you going to cope adding into that the role of teachers? Well, I'll be completely honest. I have never wanted to homeschool my children. I would rather probably poke my eyes out. Okay. uh, I think we've all sort of, around to the idea and, and it's, I, I don't want to say a necessary evil, but, you know, to be able to do what we're going to do, it needs to be done. I think their education on the road and life experience is going to be absolutely invaluable. Thanks, Steve and Nikki. Here the conclusion to our intro with the Daily Trippers in our next episode. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Facebook and find information on this and other episodes at adventuresontheroad.com.au. I'm Shane. Merry Christmas. Talk to you all in 2020. And if you're travelling over the holidays, have a safe journey.